1: Sandy Ari here, Aaron Larsul sitting in, we officially have Warriors basketball, preseason yeah, right. preseason basketball, so it's like I, I, I'm not ready to like go into full giddy mode, you know, um, nine or loss on Sunday, oh, oh. but then again, you know, for, for the listeners who are Giants fans, 107 wins, pretty cool too, so good for them there. Yeah, I'm not among, I'm not counted among those Giants
2: fans, so I don't really care, and uh... The Lakers and and
1: uh and Nets played today, preseason game that didn't mean anything. So I was there this you gotta, afternoon you gotta love watching. You gotta love an NBA preseason game that has every relevant player sitting out. It's just the best.
2: Well, I mean, Lamarcus played, um and, and AD relevant. played for the Lakers, but uh AD, uh, AD, AD, AD didn't, AD didn't play relevant, long. To be yeah, fair. AD, 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 AD was here for a good time, not a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it started at 1230 Pacific time. So I was forced to watch, uh, the, the Niners, uh, on on my phone, uh, that that Sunday ticket app on my phone. And, and, um, when I was watching it, it was going really well. When I was really paying attention, it was seven, nothing Niners. I watched, I watched the drive. It was seven, nothing Niners. And then, um, And then I watched I watched it was seven seven and then it went to halftime. And then I, I I had some stuff I had to do, so I didn't watch. And then I asked somebody like an hour later, and it was I think 21-7, 20 or 21-7. Jimmy. Seasons. Jimmy's
1: gone down, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, so we, did we, he? We I
2: don't even know. Honestly, I didn't even see that. I saw Trey Lance had a couple of touchdowns to Debo Samuel. Thank you know thankfully, because he's on my fantasy team. But what what actually
1: happened? I didn't see that. We're gonna let our friends over at Candlestick Chronicles get into that one. But Jimmy, um, did
2: Jimmy get hurt? No, you're actually telling me, did Jimmy get hurt or they just he got pulled?
1: Calf injury. Oh, no and one Kittle saw had a calf happen. injury too. So yeah, exactly. Okay. And he and he was a monster in the first half. Okay. Anyway, that's not why the listeners are here, or maybe some of them are. Maybe <laughs> let's get into. So we're going to get into the Warriors preseason activities in a second, but we have to start with the biggest news item in Warriors world right now, yep. which is yep. a certain small forward is officially vaccinated. And will avoid missing games. Andrew Wiggins, officially vaccinated. Um, all the media day uh, noise around that seems like it's not for anything. And so the Warriors will not have to worry about any of their players missing games in the Chase Center. Obviously, we know uh, San there Francisco are going to be plenty of York.
2: Warriors players missing games in the Chase Center. It just won't be for. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, but but like not for an, un, an unforced error, as I right. like to put it, right? Like, <laughs> oh, my your tennis yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you you you, uh, you twist your ankle. It happens, right? You can you can avoid the vaccination Yeah, play, not things. by choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that whole situation. I kind of, I don't really want to get into it too much. Yeah. Other than like we, yeah, have I don't want to get into two's. it yet. You led the show with it. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the most. It is relevant. the biggest story. You're right. Well, yeah, you got to start there. So it's kind of like. Good to go. Entire roster vaccinated. Hopefully we do not have to hear stories about vaccines related to the Warriors for the remainder of the season. Hopefully the players avoid catching COVID during the season. We know that being vaccinated does not mean you avoid. (laughs) Shout out Bradley Beal. Yeah. Big brain Bradley Beal. Yeah. But in general, um you avoid having the worst side effects all right let's get into it so as of Sunday Steve Kerr has said everyone's going to play in the first preseason game but I don't really want to make this a preview of a preseason game Mm -hmm. I want to talk I want to talk with you more broadly so you're watching preseason basketball what are the things you are looking for in general like what? What are we looking for when we're watching this? Like, it's not about the score. It's not about the numbers. What are we actually looking for?
2: I think the Warriors are in an interesting place, much like the Warriors have been for the last couple of years, where it is trying to thread the needle or or trying to figure out how we, the Warriors, how they are going to manage. Um, we have some superstar talent, and we want to chase wins, and we want to win a title versus Lacob's dream, Joe Lacob's dream of um, having the young talent and theoretically the young superstar talent that can live out that Spurs model where you can thread the needle and and bridge
1: two eras together. Um, where they, um, where they are like the high-powered role players around your stars, and as your stars start waning they start taking the larger star role it it makes sense to everyone on paper but nba history that's great theoretically us, as nba history has told us that's typically not how we're, actually as Draymond but you know what else tells us it doesn't us. work
2: The you know what else tells us it doesn't work last year uh
1: the warriors last well, la- last, y- last year told us just throwing talent at different stages in development on the same page of paper doesn't guarantee it's just going to, you know, it's just going to become Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard. Correct. Um,
2: however, right. If, if like the function is always the same, the, like the output is always the same. The answer is always the same. Now to be fair to the warriors, they have brought in a bunch of new coaching. I You, you sent me a little rundown of what we might talk about and, and maybe we'll get into this later, but I think to be fair to the warriors, um, some of the inputs in that function have changed, right? With the, with the focus on player development, the focus so, on the so, staff.
1: Yeah. So that's what, so that's what I'm going at. So like, that's the first thing I want to look for in preseason, which is they've added three new coaches. Obviously Kenny Atkinson is a huge addition because he is the second highest in command. He mm-hmm. will, Wait, do we know that actually? Do we know where in the pack?
2: he and Mike Brown? Do we know what that looks like? They are co-head assistants. Okay, uh, co-associate head coaches. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I don't even know what the title is. Like for all we know, because it's the Warriors, they've given them you know director of what like some new age titles. But the point is, insert insert I don't
2: I don't watch The Office, but insert
1: some office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I mean. They pried Kenny Atkinson away from the Clippers. It was not cheap to pry him away. he sure. he might be the highest paid assistant in the NBA. He's up there, definitely. But to be, but this is this is one thing, and, and and he's not a. And I just want to say, he's it's probably not a coach who's taking this job if he's not getting a level of responsibility unto it that like might let him catapult to a head coaching job afterwards. That that is fair, and and a handful of
2: the Warriors' assistants have. I mean this was in the dynasty years but a handful of warriors' assistants have been elevated there's the kind of the warrior sparkle on right. guys I don't know if that still exists but there is the warrior sparkle or there was the warrior sparkle that elevated assistants and to be fair to lakers we we make fun of you know the light years and we're willing to spend whatever and we're ahead of everybody and as far as the roster is concerned that is a you know that that is something that is fair to to discuss will the warriors have a 15th guy all of a sudden GP2 uh, you know maybe right. some injury concerns so that, that's another question but but it is fair to like wonder about that especially with some of the quotes that Lake has had. however, one of the ways in which the more well-off owners can have a competitive advantage there's no salary cap on coaching so right you know putting putting more money into development staff and into coaching and training cetera cetera et cetera. Et cetera. Um, is is something that can pay dividends. So to answer your first question about what do what am I looking for, and it's it's not just the Warriors. It's around the league, but specifically with the Warriors. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like Wiseman is going to be ready to play in preseason. But what is Kaminga going to look like? What is Moody going to look like? And he, and around the league. I'm interested in what all of those high profile rookies are are gonna look like. What is Josh Giddy yeah, gonna look they like? They all
1: look like they all look good in summer league, but now they're playing against
2: right. Doss. What is Josh Giddy? What is Josh Giddy gonna look like? Because we barely saw him in summer league, right? What right. is, is Jalen Green gonna look like? Um, what is Evan Mobley gonna look like? What is Cade Cunningham gonna look like? And and the reason why I, I think that's most important in summer league. Summer League and uh preseason are similar. In two ways there aren't a lot of victories in either but there are losses like if you can't play in summer league you probably just can't play if you look over if you look overmatched in in preseason it's not a great sign even for rookies but preseason is a level is at least two levels actually up from summer league summer league basketball is worse than g league basketball so seeing these guys these these high profile rookies and for the warriors that's Uh, Moses Moody and it's Jonathan Kaminga seeing those guys against guys that they are going to play against, even if it's even, I mean, look like LeBron James and and Giannis and, and KD. They're
1: playing, they're playing Portland the first game. CJ McCollum is undoubtedly an NBA player. Norm, Norm Powell is a very good NBA player. Right. So they are, this is
2: going to be the first time that Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga have played against upper-level NBA guys, the guys that you want to see them against. Nobody really cares about the results in summer league, uh, excuse me, in in preseason, but this isn't summer league. This isn't, and it isn't the G League. You know, Kaminga played with the Ignite team. This isn't against those guys. So even if those guys aren't really playing that many minutes and not probably playing 100%, this is the first time to see your prized rookies against guys that they are actually going to be playing against in, you know, December and, and January and right. April, et cetera, et cetera. So it is the first look at those guys against live ammunition. Yeah. That's, that's, Understandably, it's not, it's not like, it's not, they're not going to be playing a lot, you know, CJ McCollum and Dame or whoever, or KD or LeBron or Giannis, all the best players right. in the NBA. They're not going to play a lot but it is your first chance to see them against those guys and against live ammunition.
1: What would you, what would indicate to you that something's changed coaching wise if you're watching preseason, because uh, let me preface this before I get there. So Mm -hmm. Kenny Atkinson is one of the more accomplished assistant coaches in the NBA. Like he, he should be a head coach in this league there. He just isn't right now, but like, he's good enough to be a head coach. He's been one. I think he will be again. Yeah. And he's done a good job um they've obviously hired like like jama from toronto and mihailovic coming over from europe has a reputation with big men they have made some changes to their development staff um, both on the high-end side of the coaching staff and just kind of like guys who are more in development projects what right. would you be looking for in a preseason game to indicate that the warriors are i don't even know if the word is changing evolving whatever you want to say there's there's a new imprint on this team because steve Kerr has said it multiple times it's not a secret to listeners to this show it's like steve Kerr said you know feel like the coaching staff was getting um a little I think he said stale. stale i think stale. Stale. yeah stale is the word yeah. what can we do to make it less stale so i don't know that anybody's going to like my answer
2: here but I don't, nothing is, is, is the real answer. <laughs> I mean, like around the league, what the real answer is nothing because so, uh, I was, I was talking to some Lakers people as I do a lot and the conversation was about like Russ, you know, the, the Russ and AD and LeBron fit. And I think it's a fair question.
1: It's a very it was a question. question but
2: yeah, it's... no, it's a question. But the question was like, what can you, what do you want to see from preseason about that? Right, because everybody is saying the right things, but the question is when it. Gets- do they actually do it? Right, right. And I don't know that you can. And the reason why is because guys that are established in the league like that, like LeBron, Russ, and AD, and for the Warriors, like Steve Kerr, I don't know that there's anything in preseason that is stressful enough that that like challenges you enough to find out if you will revert to the
1: bad habits, right? Like, I don't think there's anything... I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's, 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 we we yeah. haven't, we're not in a moment that, we're not in a high leverage moment that like indicates whether you're willing to open door number two instead of door number one. Basically. Exactly.
2: That No, you're exa- exactly, that is a great way to put it. Exactly. There aren't, I don't think there are moments in the preseason that will challenge anybody enough to find out that in, in those moments where it matters, will you revert? Will Steve Kerr revert to whatever he reverts back to whatever stubbornness he has? Will he revert back to it? I just, I don't think the, I don't think the preseason is enough of a like torture chamber provides enough pressure to, to answer that question. So as far as will we get any answers about Steve Kerr's stubbornness and, and in those moments that really matter, will he revert back to this? will? Will he revert back to Anderson Varejao and Festus Ezeli like in in the fourth quarter of Game Seven? Yeah, we don't even. We don't. Ahead. I don't know. Like it, Steve is stay, is saying all the right things,
3: and so and I, and thing, I believe like it. He's, more, he's, I believe a, it more it?
2: than the Lakers guys to keep it going. Like to go back to the Lakers stuff, right? Yeah, I believe it with Steve more than with LeBron AD and Russ, and the reason why is because. Those guys have said it before. Now, it's harder because they're on the floor. But Steve has never even really uh, admitted to the fact that maybe he's been stubborn stubborn and alluded to it. And the fact that he is kind of recognizing it and speaking on it, at least to me for the first time ever, I tend to believe it with him. But I don't know that we get an answer to that in preseason because I don't know that there's anything that stresses him enough to actually test it.
1: No, that makes sense. And I, I, I would agree with you. Um, you really only figure out a, when you're actually tested in a preseason game against Portland or even Denver who they're going to play on Wednesday, where mm-hmm. I would assume Steph and Draymond are probably capped at 20 minutes. And yeah, you're gonna hit the Patrick Mahomes like preseason, like yeah, it's 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 preseason play a series, it's, maybe it's gonna be yeah. fun. We're gonna watch Steph hit some silly shots. We're gonna laugh. Like, how did he do that? But like it's not gonna be like I mean, a look, I uh, again, I went, went to the
2: I went to the Lakers game today and it, it it was it was really fun. It was like very different having fans in the building right mattered. So so I'm very excited to see what Chase Center look because like Ooh,
1: actually, this is like, a, I,
2: that is that is really that is exciting. Right. And it, it was, it was different today. And so seeing fans back in chase and watching Steph go nuts that,
4: that I think that that is something that may matter. Golden state warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find warriors tickets anymore because tick pick that's T I C K P I C K is the original no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those office service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of the NBA tickets. So listen to this, Sam. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference. 110%? 110%. Oh, man. Of the difference in their purchase price. So... As we all are, and as we'll get into into this podcast and for the next month, uh, Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, all these guys that you're going to want to watch at the Chase Center this season, TickPick has you covered. All you have to do is visit tickpick.com slash light years and use the promo code light years to save $10 on your first order of Golden
1: State Warriors basketball Okay, I want to actually, I want to table that topic for a second, but okay, so let's get back to the players first, because ultimately, that's what we care about here. So the first thing we all want to see, so, so we've determined, probably not going to get a serious tell on how dramatic coaching changes are. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, we obviously both are really excited to see what Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody look like against real NBA players as opposed to you G- or uh, summer league players. The next question is which players on the Warriors roster are you excited? Um, who are not in the rookie class? Are you excited mm-hmm. to see? Uh, could be like, I want to see what Jordan Poole looks like in year three, or it could be like, curious to see what Bealita has left in the tank. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, who so, are you so excited I, to see? So I think, I think pool
2: is now probably established enough that we're not going to learn much
1: in, in the preseason. Going you, into year. you wouldn't think, what would you think if pool came out and I, I don't want to say dominant, but just look kind of like the best version of Jordan pool with like a little added decisiveness in preseason where you're just like plays 15 minutes, scores 15 points is clearly the best player on the floor when yeah. he's in there in his minutes. Do you put anything into that? Or you're just like, that's kind of the guy I saw last year. And let's see what happens when he goes. Against yeah. The-
2: so I I, 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 I like started saying this earlier that there, this is why I said there aren't really wins in the preseason. Um, if Jordan Poole looks really, really good maybe it's a little confirmation of what we saw in the second half or I don't even know if it was the second half after he he was out of the bubble, you know, last year, the home stretch on the war. And you, and you say, and you say, (laughs) look like, yeah, it's like more confirmation. Look, I I, Jordan pool really is a guy that we can build around really is a guy that, you know, maybe like I've talked about before, could, could win Sixth Man of the year this year, or at some point is a guy that can score in the high teens. Um, but I think Jordan has done enough that if he doesn't look good, you say, okay, but we we saw enough, you know, we six months ago that I, I believe it. Um, what I was looking forward to, I am fascinated by the end of the Warriors bench. Because the way that the Warriors roster is constructed, like the guy, he might be the 15th guy on the roster and yet ah. be like the ninth guy or 10th guy or whatever in the actual rotation you
1: talking talk the the uh the competition for the last guaranteed roster. i was spot. i was because i because i
2: was dead set that it should be gp2 so his injury is i mean you know and in his guarantee date got pushed back they agreed i don't uh, to me i thought he should get it now it now i would say probably should be avery bradley but i want to see that i want to because avery bradley hasn't really been part of a functional nba rotation in a couple years
1: the same we we all know
2: thomas the same question you know
1: all all these guys avery bradley like what he looked like in the nba when he's physically right i just don't know if he's that guy anymore no but but more than that we know we knew what he looked
2: like when he was physically right in
1: 2018
2: 19 yeah we don't really necessarily know what he looks like if he's physically right now. He provides a dynamic, and, and at this point, I think he's probably the guy because GP two got hurt. But but what I wanted to see in preseason is that competition. It, I don't think it was going to be Jordan Bell. But yeah, so, it seems like they're dead set on it being
1: a guard. It seems like they're. Well, I think it, I think they're dead and, set on it planks. being a
2: guard and it and it being a guy that can pressure the ball and can guard. The point of attack and that Thank was what Avery bradley and gp2 that like that was their calling card i don't remember who it was but somebody in a podcast said recently that they thought if if uh, gp2 got you know x number of minutes could be the best perimeter defender in the nba unfortunately he's hurt so i i i was really fascinated to see how that competition played out I think at this point it's probably Avery Bradley because because G, the mitten, which, what a great nickname, the mitten is hurt. <laughs> um, but but that is what I wanted to see, and that's still what I want to what I want to see because now it's not so much can Avery Bradley beat out GP two, now it's more well let's get a look at Avery Bradley and see what Avery Bradley right. has left he's, because he's getting
1: the full run instead. Yeah, let's see let's both. see what he's got. Instead of them both getting kind of trade offs in the first first week of preseason, Avery Bradley's getting an extended run to kind of show what he's got still. So
2: yeah, and 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 it is it is it is a need because Kelly Oubre isn't around anymore because Kent Bazemore isn't around anymore. We're
1: we're forgetting one other name who I think will matter in this competition, which is Langston Galloway. Different type of player, but also a guy who's been in the NBA. He's proven he's an NBA player. Yeah. He's also one of those guys who's kind of always floating. Mm-hmm. Um which let's be fair, all three of these guys are NBA guys, but like you could make a case for them not being NBA guys too. He's also going to get a heavier look now that GP3 GP2 is not there. Yeah, so, so I, do I I think I'm fascinated I, I, with that that competition because it's like very clear that they want a "quote unquote combo guard for both third guard off the third third string point guard and like kind of like a guard you can put next to Jordan Poole to alleviate some level of like carry the backcourt responsibility, or, or there. just
2: a guy that can can change the dynamic of the game. And Avery Bradley specifically is somebody that I think probably guarded Steph better than anybody. Um, yeah. He's for, got for some years back he's to his Boston days,
1: very high player respect. Like Steph um, has said in more than a few interviews, like, Drew Holiday and Avery Bradley are the best defenders yeah. among guards. Like and then Drew and then, and then Drew, and Drew goes with KD. Right? So exactly. Took him off
2: <laughs> Steph. but um. So I I think it it uh, like to to put like a a succinct bow on it. I think it was a competition between a handful of guys, and now I think it is a competition between Avery Bradley and Avery Bradley of three years ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like to see, are you still that dude? And if he is still that dude or somewhere close to that dude, is that good
1: enough to make later I mean, the tax bill? If he's Avery Bradley of 2018, which that's a big ask, but if he is, not only will he make the roster, he will be the seventh or eighth man. Of the, like he will play, yeah, that's, that's play 20 earlier. minutes. He'll play 20 it's why,
2: it's why it's so interesting because it's the 15th guy. It's the last guy on the roster but that doesn't mean he's the last guy in the rotation again. Like, but that, but that, so I think it, I think it was a competition between a bunch of guys. And now I think it's kind of just a competition between Avery Bradley and the tax bill. Like can Avery Bradley prove that he has enough in the tank and he is good enough
1: that it's worth it for
2: Lake to eat, whatever that tax
1: bill is. I agree with you. The other, the, the other player I am dying to see is Otto Porter. Mm -hmm. we another player we know what he is capable of if he's physically right at least what he's shown in the nba like 2018 auto porter is not a veteran minimum player yeah i mean he's a career whatever 40 41 40 he's i looked it up earlier i think he's top five three point percentage for guys over six eight and by the way shout out money pool who i I think it was Monty Pierce. Yeah. It was who said Monty. He's the three
2: greatest shooters. <laughs> like, nobody has had a, a better triumvirate of shooters in the history of the NBA than those three guys. But yeah. that only is the case if Otto Porter is Otto Porter. Um, but for him and Bialica, both of them, it has been
1: issue but is it, of, your, of
2: conditioning and health. So, isn't it
1: your thing with Otto? Like, Otto will be able to hit jump shots until he's 80. Like, I'm not worried about his body shot. It's yeah, what made him special is he was a 40% shooter at that size with some defensive versatility, with some ability to do more than just like be Steve Novak, basically. Right. Yeah.
2: But there are, there are, whatever, there are 500 guys on planet Earth that can do that. The problem was that, in addition to being injured all the time, the problem was that Otto was completely out of shape right yeah he was he was just heavy um and the same with bielitsa he so for both it's, of them it's the nick batum all right are, are yeah, they are they yeah. are they well, viewing well, this as for their Bia, opportunity for bielitsa i think it was nick batum for, uh, for Otto porter he was also just injured yeah but i liked the, the from what i saw on on in media day the warrior the zoom Warriors stuff um porter looked in good shape he looked slim down but that's different than playing against NBA guys. That's different than running yeah, up and down. He's, he's always going to look in better shape than us. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't know me like that, but yes, he is definitely even at auto Porter at his doughiness is still better than <laughs> he's still a hundred percent in better shape than I am. But uh, yeah, so I, I, that is something that I think is meaningful is, what kind of nba game shape or proxy nba game shape is auto porter in because in addition to him being hurt all the time and, and maybe and probably connected with him being hurt all the time is he just was heavy and could that lessened his ability to do all of all of those things that he can do including shooting because you know like getting to your spots is going right. to be harder when you're not in shape and all of the other stuff that he can provide